Humble. Hey, this is Humboldt Last Week. My name is Miles Cochran. This is a way to hear some of the highlights from Humboldt's Last Week while you get stuff done. Available where you get podcasts. Please do tell a friend if you've been enjoying this. You can connect at HumboldtLastWeek.com or on Facebook. Thanks to those of you that have been regular listeners, commenting, sending messages, sharing, stuff like that. Disclaimer, you'll likely hear some explicit content here. Big thanks to the sponsors this week, Mazzotti's in Old Town and Eureka, and on the Plaza in Arcata, quality Italian food. Bongo Boy Studio, find him at bongoboystudio.com. Primal Decor, tattoo and body piercing studio on Myrtle Avenue in Eureka. And Ferndale Music Company, with Grammy Award winner Lori Lewis playing at the Old Steeple, January 14th. So pretty awesome. A Eureka High School cheerleader was chosen to be part of London's New Year's Parade, one of the biggest events over there with 300 million viewers across the globe. Wow, London, huh? Pom-poms where the queen's from? (laughs) Uh, Raising each other to make double-deckers by double-deckers? You know, cheerleaders trying to keep the routine on time like Big Ben. According to Channel 3, Kylie Van Fleck was selected for this. After a tryout, she was in the top 10% of more than 325,000 cheerleaders throughout the country. Amazing. Oh my gosh. Chris Kringle arrested in Arcata just before Christmas. Yeah, actually, it was Zachary Christopher Kringle, fellow with an outstanding warrant. Time Standard reported the code applied to vehicle theft. Not a sleigh. Apparently, the guy's from elsewhere. Not the North Pole. Really, though, he's from Marin County. Well, just in case you wanted another noteworthy name from last week, how about Justin Case Strahl, sex offender from Oregon, wanted for over two and a half years, who allegedly left his SUV wrapped in tarps, sitting in two-hour parking over the limit? You know, just in case he wanted to be nabbed as a result of further dumbassery. A 27-year-old woman is missing, last seen in Eureka. Hopefully they've found her by the time you hear this. According to Channel 3, Christina is 5'3", 130 pounds, short brown hair, last seen leaving a Eureka rehab facility. She's apparently from Mount Shasta. Hey, thanks so much for sponsorship from Mazzotti's in Old Town in Eureka and on the Plaza in Arcata, preparing delicious handcrafted lunch and dinner items in our community for over 30 years. Using classic Italian recipes and offering tasty specialty items from steaks and seafood to soups, salads, and sandwiches, plus pizzas and calzones, their freshness and quality are second to none. Visit Mazzotti's today. Hey, this is great. The governor picked a Humboldt teacher to lead the California Arts Council. So what is that? According to this release, it's an agency seeking to advance the state through arts and creativity. Makes sense, since Humboldt is artsy as fuck. Congrats to Ann Brown Crawford, an Arcata art administrator with over four decades of teaching experience. Here's part of her quote. I deeply believe that the California Arts Council's work to nourish the arts and creative expression in all communities across California is essential for our society's health. Congrats, Ann. Wow, moving the picturesque Memorial Lighthouse in Trinidad, which is on unstable ground, that has shined a light on this. Some tribal members not wanting them to relocate it 20 feet away, saying the relocation will disturb their ancestors' graves. Protesters were literally on top of the thing, trying to roundhouse the lighthouse move. 
At the same time, construction crews below continue to work on the emergency project. According to Loco, Yurok and Shirai are against the move, while folks for the move include the city of Trinidad, Civic Club, and the Trinidad Rancheria, which Loco noted was the nearest tribal entity. Yeah, the Rancheria believes the ancestral graves are in more danger where the lighthouse sits now, so moving it will help. Even if it is moved, that whole bluff is reportedly pretty unstable. So we'll see how long it sits there, too. So sending out more love to the friends and family of Aaron Henry, the theater standout from HSU whose life ended way too early. This was the girl with the foot scooter who was missing and found dead south of Trinidad. Her family sent out a thank you to the Humboldt community for their support. I'll read this part. We'd also like to encourage others suffering from depression or related ailments to seek help. Please help to eliminate any stigma associated with needing medication or treatment in order to function as a happy, healthy human being. And they listed the 24-hour National Suicide Prevention Lifeline number. Thanks so much to Bongo Boy Studio for partnering on this episode. Local band Diggin' Dirt has been recording there. Yeah, I'm down with the brown, as you already know. Pero adios, Julita. I have to go now. Who got that good? That's all I need right now. They say they make funk, rock, and reggae groove music behind the Redwood Curtain. Looks like they've got a new EP in the works. Dig in dirt. Check them out and check out where they've been recording locally at bongoboystudio.com. Well, an Arcata mom is still fighting to stay in the U.S. She's 32, born in El Salvador, spent most of her life in the States. After recent changes to how ICE operates, she was arrested and is now in an ICE processing center in Central California. I'll read from the Times Standard update. Her lawyer filed a motion to reopen her case, which put an automatic stay of removal, meaning she can't be deported for now. The motion was denied, but the stay of removal is still in place. Her sister told the Times Standard she's been having a hard time in custody and is dealing with health problems. Her lawyer said he's trying to get her evaluated by a psychiatrist and that she qualifies for a special visa for victims of crimes. Also, her sister, who's a U.S. citizen, can petition for her stay. Ah, so the journal had their list of the year's top 10 dick moves. I'll tell you about the top three. Number three. Person who threw a puppy off the Samoa Bridge. Yeah, thankfully the pup survived and was adopted by one of the fishermen saviors. That actually ended up being okay. Number two, the person who shot Randy the zebra near Petrolia. The fuck was that all about, right? And number one, Rob Arkley, who by attempted purchase was trying to prevent the Weot tribe from getting Indian Island back where their ancestors were brutally murdered by Eurekans in the 1800s. Again, you can check out the North Coast Journal's top 10 dick moves of the year in the most recent edition of the North Coast Journal. Of course, there are some nice moves of the year, especially that person who anonymously donated five grand in gift cards to randoms in Eureka. That happened recently. And how about that good Samaritan that intervened in a brutal attack at Centerville Beach? A mom allegedly trying to get the demons out of her child. Good citizen John Marcial was amazing for that. Uh, can you think of some other nice moves from this last year? Send them my way. Be happy to share them in the next episode.
Hey, much appreciation for partnership from Primal Decor Tattoo and Body Piercing Studio on Myrtle Avenue in Eureka. Established in 95, it's the longest running tattoo and piercing shop in Humboldt. They're here to be a safe, fun place for piercings and tattoos, and their community-minded staff is always happy to help. For high-quality artistic work, that's Primal Decor Tattoo and Body Piercing Studio on Myrtle Avenue in Eureka. And since a lot of people are doing these sort of recaps, how about we talk about the top three stories covered by Humboldt last week for 2017? So the main story with the third most listeners was when former Eureka police chief Andy Mills called for a boycott of a local business for hosting a punk band. Yeah, this band in the early 80s changed their name from Millions of Dead Cops. Their group, Kurt Cobain, once listed as one of his favorites. The band basically said their name was not a call for cop killing. They just used words to express ideas. Others weren't having it. I was happy to be able to share perspectives from all sides on that one. That brought in over 2,500 listeners. Number three. Main story with the second most listeners. When a local grandma allegedly left her two-year-old granddaughter in a hot car underneath a blanket. Yeah, that was in the Bear River Casino parking lot for about 40 minutes while the grandma gambled inside. Yeah, I was able to connect with staff who thankfully aided the girl's rescue before she was treated and released from the hospital. And that brought in over 3,000 listeners. And then the main story with the most listens for 2017 for Humboldt last week. That one, of course, is about Marcy Kitchen, Fortuna mom accused of drunk driving and killing her own teenage daughter as well as her daughter's teenage friend. Marcy pleaded not guilty. In preliminary hearings, her own son testified that he refused her request to crash her Jeep into a basketball hoop to make it seem like that was the cause of front-end damage. In the story on her, I saw a perspective from law enforcement, a longtime friend of Marcy's, a psychiatrist, and other reports. It seems her attorneys have been proficient at getting that thing pushed back at the jury trial. It's been about a year and a half since the alleged double manslaughter incident happened, and according to Loco, her upcoming jury trial is not even scheduled for another five months in late May. That coverage had over 4,500 listens. You know seems kind of like tragic stories are the most heard when it comes to this podcast. Uh, I don't know what to think about that. Uh, all I know is I'm not going to let that influence me covering positive stuff in the future, you know, even though maybe it won't get as many clicks. You know, things like a locally raised artist helping Disney win a bunch of Oscars and interviewing a talented movie director who's from here covering the mini Ferndale and Lego land comedian saying maybe we're being a little too hard on Guy Fieri. You know, interview with a Hollywood actor like Craig Robinson about his experiences here. Stuff like that. I'll keep doing that, even though y'all like the trauma. Hey, thanks so much to Ferndale Music Company for episode partnership with Grammy Award winner Lori Lewis playing at the Old Steeple January 14th. Won't you come down, down to town now? Good times for me and you. Her latest album with her band The Right Hands was Grammy-nominated. Relics Magazine says she's long been a purveyor, some of the most artful and sophisticated folk and bluegrass music. That's Lori Lewis in The Right Hands. The Old Steeple in Ferndale, January 14th. Tickets at FerndaleMusicCompany.com. This is Humboldt Last Week. My name is Miles, and I'm chatting with Elizabeth Provost. She and her, I believe, current boyfriend, uh, Humboldt Residence, they recently appeared on the Jerry Springer Show. Thanks for your time, Elizabeth. Yeah, anytime. 
I bet coming on a podcast is like probably cake compared to how you were feeling before going on with Jerry. Oh, most definitely. Um, talking on the phone, I feel like, is a pretty easy thing for anyone to do. So definitely not so nervous. Uh, definitely being on TV, that's pretty nerve-wracking. I had to imagine your heart was just pumping. Oh, my goodness. They hardly fed us when we were on set, and they gave us a bunch of Red Bull and caffeinated drinks. So not only were we nervous, but we were really energized, too. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that definitely didn't help with the nerves. Yeah, well, you know, all the uh, black-shirted security staff trying to keep you from brawling with each other. I'd imagine, you know, being caffeinated, that's not going to help things. But, yeah, Jerry Springer it brings in, like, 1.8 million viewers a day, I saw, according to 2014 numbers. So I'd imagine your heart was pumping. But please do, you know, sort of tell me a little bit about how you and Evan met each other. We actually met through Tinder. Um, <laughs> which is a pretty familiar dating site. I'm sure a lot of people have heard about it. It's pretty well known. We met on Tinder um, October of last year and um, started a relationship not shortly after that. How has that relationship sort of progressed? Um, it's been good. I feel like with any relationship you've got, if you want it to be successful and long-lasting, that you have to work at things and have clear communication, and it's not always going to be easy. So. Um, good, you know, even though we've got, we have to work through some things sometimes. I think that's pretty natural, though. Yeah, well, everyone knows relationships are not easy. Like, they're the definition of not easy. Your relationship has to progress to a point to where you end up deciding to go on the Jerry Springer show. How did that happen? Um, well, I I have a friend. Um, her name is Katie. She went on the Jerry Springer show as well, and she had posted something on Facebook, and it was a simple post as to, um, it said, which one of my friends wants to go on Jerry Springer? And so I commented um, something like, um, pick me. And so as soon as I did that, I had a casting call um, guy and producers calling me for the next three days, interviewing me about my life story and things I'd been through. And so there was a, there was about four other stories they could have chose from, like groups of people, because they want a group, preferably they were looking at the time for couples and like um, mistress dramas or cheating. So they had a couple different groups of people that they were interviewing, but they liked our story the best. And so that's just how we got on. And really, it was pretty simple. It was it was so amazing because it was like a Friday evening and then Sunday morning we're flying out of San Francisco, like unbelievable, like we're landing in New York. It was just, it happened so fast. It was, it was really hard to believe. We almost thought like, is this a scam? Like, are they really going to buy us these tickets? Like, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> so it was really unbelievable. Yeah, so you were telling me, you know, before we pressed record here that, you know, you're um, a waitress locally. What does Evan do? Uh, Evan's a mechanic. He went to school in North Carolina for um, fabricating and mechanics, I believe. Okay. Yeah, well, you know, if we saw the show, we would know that, uh, you know, Evan has a light association with marijuana industry here, but we'll delve into that in a little while. Um, okay. So what, for those that, like, missed watching you on TV, what happened during the episode? Um, the the shot opens up to Evan sitting on the chair talking to Jerry, saying that he's coming onto the show to break up with me because he's unhappy and he cheated on me. And he was hoping that by bringing me on the show, um, he could officially dump me and get rid of me. <laughs> 
And so, so he's on, and then, um, you know, Jerry asks him, and he explains just what I told you, and then I come out. And I say, you know, what's going on? And Evan tells me he doesn't want to be with me. And, and so they bring up that there's this other girl, which happens to be my friend, Sade. And um, Evan conveys to me that he had slept with Sade when I was passed out in the back bedroom of my own house, and he had slept with her on the couch. Um, and so Sade comes out, and I didn't know that they were going to kiss <laughs> when they came out. And so that really fired me up because I'm I'm playing this role of, like, I'm still in love with Evan, and I want to be with him, and I'm willing to work through anything, and he wants to get rid of me. And before the show, you know, there was a light outline of what was going to happen on the show. I had to sign this waiver saying any one of these 20 things could happen, but we're not going to tell you what. So uh-huh. that was part of it was that I didn't know what was going to happen, so they kissed, and that pissed me off. So I immediately, I believe at that point, I immediately had ran towards her and started fighting her because it was like, that's my man. Like, how dare you <laughs> call yourself my friend and go kiss my dude? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, it was, it was crazy cause it was so fast and so intense and there's hundreds of people in the audience and, and these lights and, um, and so I kind of got tunnel vision and it was really weird because I don't really remember a lot of what I was saying. I just remember that before we went out there, they were saying, if you're not talking, you're fighting because silence doesn't make television drama does. So I remember I had some rehearsed lines that I was supposed to say, but I messed some of them up, but they did a really good job of editing it. But um, so me and Sade fought a little bit, and then um, the bouncers separated us, and Evan's brother comes out in the end and um, walks up to Evan and says, you know, hey, brother, I've got something to tell you. And he says that he... um, pleasures himself <laughs> the thought of me <laughs> out getting out of the shower in a towel and um that's what happened on the show in short so are you really friends with Sade? Yeah, she um she's more of an acquaintance than anything. She is my friend Stefan's baby mama. We needed a second girl for the show and she was the only girl who was like down with like uh-huh. no notice to drive to the airport and then fly to New York with us. So, um I don't really know her well. I mean, I really the only time I've ever really hung out with her was in New York on Jerry Springer and before and after filming. Was that really Evan's brother? Yes, that's actually Evan's brother. Wow, and was he reluctant to do it? No, actually, so Evan was living with me at the time, and his brother was staying on my couch. So his brother was pumped to do it. Um, you know, his brother's 18 years old, just psyched on life, was like, yeah, I'm going to be on television. <laughs> so, uh-huh. And he really wanted, like a, like, a grand finale, big shocker thing to say at the end. So he was super stoked on it. He wasn't super stoked that he had to reveal that he was been masturbating to me, but he didn't really care. <laughs> So, like, how they entice you to do this, though, they probably pay your airfare and travel expenses and stuff. Yeah, they paid all of that. Um, they paid for our tickets and food, um, hotel. Yeah, we basically had to fill out a form saying, I'm missing this amount of work. This is how much I'm getting paid. And then at the end, they compensated us for it. Now, delving back into this storyline, we're talking about your boyfriend sleeping with your friend, and there's fights and everything, and there's jealousy, and there's trust issues. 
But, I mean, the bottom line of all of this is that the show's a little exaggerated. Is that right? Yeah, it was really dramatic and definitely dramatized. Mm. Evan never slept with your friend. No, actually, Nathan ended up sleeping with Sade the night before we filmed. Evan's brother. Oh, come <laughs> <laughs> It's like an episode of Road Rules or something on it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, like, Gary's parting thoughts in the episode, obviously good advice. He said, relationships are hard, but you've got to, you know, make it work together. You can't cheat. You have to be equally committed to making it work. And obviously, you and Evan are still together. You never cheated on each other. What's your relationship like now? Um, it's, it's progressing in a really good direction. And I think that we're just like any other couple in our mid twenties, you know, just trying to go through life and support each other and figure things out. And yeah, I think, I think it's pretty normal. We love each other and we're pretty happy. Well, I'm so glad that you two did not commit infidelity on each other. I know from personal experience, that's not a good way to uh, progress a relationship. Clearly, if a relationship's not going to work, you know, you break up with them. You don't cheat on them. Something I've learned the hard way. Right. I think it's pretty silly when people cheat just to end the relationship. You could just talk about it and say you're unhappy. You don't have to cheat. You absolutely do not. So, I mean, you said that there were, like, 20 different ways the show could have gone. Like, what were they saying? Um, Well, there was a lot of coaching. So first off, we were all separated into different rooms at the studio. So Nathan was in his own room, Evan was, I was, and Sade was. So each of us are in our own rooms with other people too. So everybody, because there's three different stories being filmed. So I'm with this other gay guy and this other pregnant chick in my room, and Evan's with some other people, and... Um, Nathan's with some, like, tap dancing pimp, and Sade is with some (laughs) other people. Um, And so they would pull us out to do hair and makeup, and we'd talk to the coaches. And um, there was definitely a lot of coaching. They wanted us, we had pieces of paper with different, like, things we were going to say and points. And at one point, Sade and I were in the same room, and we were having to practice yelling at each other and fighting and um, they wanted us to be like, you know, actors. They were really trying to get us into the mood of like, this is real. Like, you need to be serious about it and you can't laugh and you can't like giggle and think this is a game. They were like really uh, up in our face. Like, if you don't want to do this and if you're going to laugh and fucking think this is a game, you can get the fuck out of my studio is how they were talking to us slightly, not completely rude the whole time, but they were Holy making it a point. Shit. Yeah, no, they were making it a point. Like, this is like game time it's go time like either you're gonna sit here and you're gonna fake fight with Sade or you're gonna leave because you're wasting my time and like we need to make money and we're gonna film in like an hour so you know so we had a couple times of me and Sade in the same room in between hair and makeup and wardrobe of practicing what we're gonna be saying to each other and also Evan and I had that too Evan and I had a few minutes of where we were in front of each other going over our lines and fake arguing with each other so um and they were really pushing the Red Bulls they were really pushing the Red Bulls they were like (laughs) we want you to be the fullest you the best you the highest you the like loudest most like pumped up you you can be I can just kind of picture some of those shows where they have the uh, jail wardens yelling at kids, you know, like trying to like freak them out. Oh, like and then they scare also straight. scare straight. Yeah. And then they like pump you up full of caffeine 
and then pitch these crazy ideas to you and get you out there in front of a camera. It makes total sense as to, like, how Jerry Springer happens now. You know, they also embellish kind of your storyline, too, as well, because, like, Evan's not completely, like, in the marijuana industry, right? Um, no. At one point, he was. He worked for a business um, that was completely legal. They weren't breaking any laws. But um, at one point, that was his entire life for a year, so... This is uh, really eye-opening, Elizabeth. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me about your experiences. Is there anything else that you want to share to the people of Humble about what you experienced? I don't think there is, other than, you know, a lot of people were saying things on Lost Coast and commenting, oh, my God, she's so dumb, or this or that. And, and I feel like a lot of people didn't read the first two lines of the article, which strongly hinted that it was fake. So, you know, I just wanted yeah, to remind yeah. remind people that it is fake and it was just for fun. You know, there was a lot of rude things said, which is totally fine because I'm not offended by it at all. It's just, you know, these people sometimes don't know how to read. <laughs> like, you know, they sit and talk smack on me, but you didn't even, they didn't even read. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's scripted. You know, you guys aren't actually terrible people trying to, like, share that with 1.8 million viewers a day, I guess. Was the right, yeah. So. Some people are like, oh, my God, so much trashy people. It's yeah. like, you know, you got a once-in-a-lifetime thing to go on national television and get paid for it. And, and it was a crazy, awesome experience. So don't bag <laughs> other people for something you have no idea about. There you go. All right. So if you hear that, if you see Elizabeth or Evan out there walking around in Humboldt County, don't <laughs> judge them. Be nice to them. They're not actually the people that they were portrayed to be on Jerry Springer. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. You're welcome. I really do appreciate you listening this week. If you have any comments, suggestions, ideas, messages, whatever, please do get in touch with me. You can connect in all the ways at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Also over at HumboldtLastWeek.com, just click on new music for a fresh new playlist featuring and not limited to the kick drums, 100th, and bad sounds. Remain calm, mind is stuck, I'm just the rush of blood. Again, you can find that playlist at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Just click on New Music. Again, please do let me know if you have any suggestions. I am going to be taking a week off. I have family coming into town. Very excited to spend the week with them. A little staycation. One more time, I'd like to thank the sponsors for this episode. Mazzotti's in Old Town in Eureka and on the Plaza in Arcata. Quality Italian food. Bongo Boy Studio. Create that masterpiece. Find them at bongoboystudio.com. Primal Decor. Tattoo and Body Piercing Studio on Myrtle Avenue in Eureka. And Ferndale Music Company with Grammy Award winner Lori Lewis. The Old Steeple, January 14th. Treat yourself well. Cannot wait to talk to you again in a couple weeks. Bye. Humble. Last. Week.